Thanks for tuning into this bonus episode, uh, special content of the Art of Ravel. This is uh, going to be a part two to episode two. Uh, in the first part, there we've gotten into some little uh, adult, passionate things. But here in the, this part two, we're going to talk about specifically our passions, or more specifically, Rebecca, our host from our guest host from part one is uh her personal passions and just a little bit of the backstory of what she does so if you want to find out a little bit more about the guest host that we had from part one uh go ahead and listen into this episode and thank you for turning back in and enjoying the art of rabble what about advertisement what about Do you advertising? have a no. problem like if a big oh. like corporation wanted to sponsor you or wanted to pay you to keep doing this or? Uh, it's up to him. Depends on how they wanted me to advertise. I'm they just want they, me to if they just let own. you do the same thing. Oh, and, yeah. If they let me yeah. do the same thing, we're just like, yo, just blast I don't have my. a problem. If Doritos take... hit me up and was right. all like, yo, yes. I'm going to supply you with Doritos to yes. eat during your podcast. Yes. And uh, <laughs> yeah. all you got to do is just shout out Doritos and right. these flavors. Why I'm do like, you keep crunching? Yo. What's that crunching noise? Oh, it's the Doritos, <laughs> yeah. the spicy nacho. We have like, welcome to the Art of Rabble. Today I'm eating spicy nacho Doritos. Hell yeah. Spider-Man version. Spider-Man. Sponsored by, yeah. Sponsored by Spider-Man. Far from home. Go see it in theaters. Marvel. <laughs> then you're like, Marvel, give me some money, dude. I'll shout out. Because I agree. Like, I'm not a big, like, money person. Like, if I could somehow, yeah. like, help a lot of people and do a bunch of different things and just have my bills paid somehow, like, I don't yeah. care. I don't need, like, gazillions of dollars. Like, I don't need yachts and shit and limos and shit. Exactly. But, um... I agree. And just like, and can I segue into counseling right now? Real quick? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yes, tell us about your, your, well, your stuff. Because, Please. because I actually want to start running a group for women. This is like kind of going, not way Plug off yourself. topic. No, but no, it's fine. Plug you talk, yourself. Yeah, okay. yourself. Please. Well, I haven't started yet because I'm kind of going through the training myself still. But I want to help women who have been sexually abused, sexually assaulted. Men as well, but start with women's group. There aren't a lot of them out here. And I don't think they should have to pay to come to a group to talk about something like that. And nobody can really afford to come every week and talk about something like that and pay their bills and pay their doctor and help their kids and do, you know, it's like, it's too much. Like, I think counseling should be free, but I understand that therapists have to make money also. I do not agree with this $150 for an hour. I think it puts people off of it, too. It puts people... Because they're like, oh, well, you don't understand. You're paying for expert advice, and you're Mm -hmm. paying for expert this, and they went to school for this and that. And I'm like, first of all, I have the same degree that they have. It costs about $50,000. It's expensive, but... You pay for that within your first few years. Just like any business you go out and start running, you don't really start making an actual profit for the first two to three years. And then after that, it's all profit. So then don't be in business for 10 years and you're like, oh, I paid $50,000. Shut the fuck up. You paid for that like 15 years ago. Isn't that already (laughs) paid off? Like, shut the fuck up. Like, you're not anything spectacular. And what kills me is that so many therapists who are – hot quote unquote high end they're not even that good at what they do (laughs) i've heard horror stories from people about that like they're not even good at what they do like they just they have the prestige yeah it's like oh i have a nice office in beverly hills and i pay 200 you know people 
pay me $200 now. That doesn't mean you're good at what you do. It doesn't. When I looked for a counselor, do you know how I looked for a counselor? I looked for somebody who would do a sliding scale. What's that? A sliding scale means that they are willing to work with you on their payments. If you can only afford to pay them 30 bucks an hour, they'll take 30 bucks an hour. If you can only well, afford good. 50, that's they'll take 50. Yeah. That's very respectable. How did you find out about that? They'll have it advertised on their website. If you Google like therapists, they everybody has like a profile. Mm-hmm. And on their profile, because not many of them have it, but some of them will have say sliding scale pay. Oh, okay. And that means that they are willing to work with you. That tells me that they actually care about that's people. That's good, yeah. The yes. people See, they're the working with and they want to help you as a person. Mm-hmm. They don't, they're not trying to get rich. Yeah, definitely. I, 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 I like still that. making a thirty like bucks yeah, an hour. Like, still, I'll yeah. take that. That's and still, imagine that's how many more, more than most people I'm make. Right, yeah, imagine how many more people you might get for too. one hour yeah. to I, I just like, sit. And you don't. I don't want to say you just sit there because that's not at all what actual therapy is. It's like it's somebody that's a good therapist is there to guide you through things. They're there to literally walk you through whatever you need to get through every week. But they show that compassion. They demonstrate that compassion. You know, like they want, they, you know that they actually care about you. They're very genuine. It's very hard to come across those types of things. Would you say that the therapist becomes friends with the, no, the patient? You can't. No, you yeah. No. Okay. No, you got You can't cross those I feel, I feel, You have I feel to keep like, it professional. I only feel like because of the fact that you're going to know each other that yeah. well. It's just like, that's. It's transference. It yeah. happens. It that's, that's definitely thing, happens. That's the thing that's hard. You might feel Patients them, going, tend to get close with them because yeah. they're like, you understand me. Like, they're telling God. you everything. Like, you're, like, no, yeah. yeah. I, yes. No, I, I, I agree with you there. But, but they, it's up to them the, to keep that boundary, the, the not pe- the patient. It's up to the therapist to yeah. keep that boundary. The people don't know. I didn't know the first and only know t- the first and only time I went to go see a therapist. Uh-huh. Um, I paid like eighty bucks. It was like yeah. whatever, you know. I went, I went there for an hour. I talked. I went twice, so one hundred and sixty bucks total. Yeah. And you know whatever, it, it worked out. What I needed to get out and say whatever, and then that's it. I felt better, much much better, and that's mm-hmm. the reason why I am the way that I am with relationships and everything. But Wait, what I feel do you like mean by that? No, just in general, because I it was after my first, very, very first heartbreak, I lost so much weight. I was 200 pounds for the first time in my life because I'm usually around 230, 245 mm-hmm. around there, like right now, 244. Mm-hmm. But I stopped eating. I was miserable. That's how I met him, too. So, like, after having that, I literally met him in church. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, so many good things started happening to me right after that. And that's where I'm at, why I'm at where I'm at. But so you think you're okay now? I'm great. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel amazing. I haven't been back since. But I do agree, and I've heard recently that a lot of people have actually been visiting therapists just because it's good to like go and check in. Check in. Yes. That's, so I've never. I I recently heard that because of podcasts. I said, dude, I, yeah. I want to check in. I want to see what that's check about. Check in with cool, somebody. Cool, but I didn't know about the slide thing. See, that's yes, something that people need to know because people go and do the thing. Yeah, sliding skills mm-hmm. is very, very important. I think if I they think don't so. already have a podcast, I think that should be the name of your podcast. Sliding scale, scale. slide scale, slide scale therapy people. Or something around. But you know what I've heard too, and I, I, I strongly disagree. They're like, well, this person's charging two hundred dollars an hour. They must be better than this person who charges thirty dollars an hour. That's the untruest (laughs) statement I've ever heard in my life. Trust me, honey, we all get the same degree. We all yeah, take the same classes. True. We all read the same books. We all read the same research. Mm-hmm. It's a matter of you as a person, who, how you yeah. are. First of all, personality like plays a-, a big role in it. Who, mm-hmm. There are some therapists that you have no compassion. You to interview compassion. your therapist before you go get yeah. one? Like, will they have, like, will they sit down and, like, Is there, you like, talk? reviews? 
you can talk to is it what is like, are there reviews of therapists there are yeah they do have reviews but no but i mean like but you could go in and talk to somebody and have a session and if you don't click with that person you just let them know you know what I, yeah. i'm not really feeling this i've had a lot of people say that they met this person they talked with this person they didn't like them yeah uh, mm-hmm. we just didn't click it's like that's fine go to somebody else let the person know they have to give you three referrals here's um Try these people uh, then. If you don't like me, here's somebody uh, else. I like that. That's smart. Because I it's like up to that. you. You have to do what's best for you. We have a question from where you know, I mean, if, if, if you don't know when you're going to a session in the first place, you don't know why. Well, you know why you're there, but how yeah. do you, you don't know how to start? How do you help somebody to start the conversation? The therapist The question take care is, of how do you help somebody how, start? How does a therapist or you, how do you help that person start? Because I've gone once and I mm-hmm. didn't know how to start. And that's, that is so normal. Let me tell you, he's saying that when you go to a therapist, how do you actually start the conversation? How do you even tell them why you're there? But a good therapist will be able to get that out of you in the first session. They'll be able to guide that conversation. They can tell you like, why are you here? Can you tell me a little bit about your background? Depends on, are they psychodynamic? Are they Freudian? Are they doing like more of an analysis or it's funny? What? I feel like I have a little therapist in me always, Do every you? single day, 100%. <laughs> We've had many, many conversations at work and yeah. it's just like, it's crazy because we bounce off each other. And then we talk to other people. Like I've talked to faith at work yeah. or whatever. And it's just crazy. Like I have that in me and I can already tell, boom, like how I told you about energy, me, I read more energy and I talk, I ask the very simple questions. Yeah. Oh, okay. I know what's going on. It's up to them, just like I said earlier. It's up to them, the therapist to, to maintain the boundary. It's up to the therapist to guide the conversation. Mm-hmm. It's up to the therapist to take control of the situation, but give leaving it up to you also. Like they're not gonna, they shouldn't talk over you. They shouldn't tell you what you're thinking or feeling. Like they are there to listen, but to guide you, but to and to kind of keep you on track. But they also know what they're listening for. They know what they're not listening for. Do you guys know that body language is actually Huge. 70% Huge. of language in general? Yes. 70%. The like medical field will tell you that. I, Psychologists will tell you. It's like a fact. It's like the major thing you want to look for. Because you listen, like we listen to things that people aren't saying. You know, all of a sudden somebody will start like kind of fidgeting in their chair when I'm asking them about their mom or they'll start tugging at their ear. And I'm just like, what's going on with mom? Like, tell me a little bit more about that. And they'll just start getting, you know, Mm -hmm. getting uncomfortable. And I'm like, okay, so there's something there. And if they don't want to talk about it, you can't force them to let them. You have to ease the conversation. You have to ease the conversation. You have to let them kind of come out with it. I think I'm not going to lie, me, like my style, I am a little bit aggressive in the sense that I am very big on inner child stuff, which we can, what is inner child stuff? Please tell us. That (laughs) basically a big part of who we are, obviously, is how we were raised, who we were raised by, but it also incorporates our own personality, our own temperament, because somebody who was raised by an alcoholic you know, and an, an, an enabling mother may not turn out quite the same, but they're still going to have some of the fundamental points of that relationship. And we're always mom and dad, whoever your guardians were, whoever raised you, like those dynamics are always going to carry with you into other relationships, whether you agree with that or not. It's a fact. And every person tries to disagree with, I'm nothing like my mother. It's like, (laughs) you are, you just, 
you haven't gotten real with yourself about some of the stuff that you do. I meet people all the time. I'm literally watching them doing things that their mom does, like nitpicking, perfectionism, um, whatever it is. And they're like, oh, I'm nothing like that. I'm like, you're exactly like that, but you don't want to admit that in yourself. Mm -hmm. And it's hard. It's hard to see our true selves. So the inner child is always in us. And I think <clears throat> the struggle as an adult is that you always have to acknowledge that that inner child is within you and you have to kind of balance it out with the adult. But it's hard to do that because a lot of us, our inner child, children are wounded and we need to heal from those wounds before we can really grow up in a lot of ways. You know, you see somebody, a 30 year old person, like having a little hissy fit or pooting pouting about something or playing the victim. And it's like, I see a hurt child. When I see that person, like I'm, I'm, I might be upset at what they're doing or what the situation was, but to me, maybe that's a therapist in me. I'm literally, I'm like, what just triggered you right now? Because you're obviously in a lot of pain. That's mm -hmm. how I like to go about it. That's how I address it with people. And when yeah. people are willing to open up to you and get real about their life, you end up finding out a lot of really interesting things. And if you're very gentle with people and you're welcoming and you're not judging them and you're not yelling at them, oh, how dare you? And oh, really? Oh, That's yeah. stupid. Or oh, yeah. my God, really? You just so you thought about your mom or something and so you got all upset or like you were triggered yeah. because you didn't feel good enough. So you had to like yell at me. And it's like, yeah, I'm human. Like you said earlier, yep, Taylor, like we are too. human. And when people they think that they're not or they think they see somebody else like yelling or being inappropriate and they're like, oh, my God, that person's so immature. It's like you also do that, but on different levels. Yeah. But people don't acknowledge that mm -hmm. they also do that in Definitely. different ways. We all play the victim role sometimes because we're mm -hmm. all sad sometimes. Definitely. It's in us. Like, it can't not be in us. Amen. You know, so I've done a lot of things that I'm ashamed of as a grown-ass woman where it's like, you should have known better. Woo! <laughs> getting into some deep stuff here. I'm, I'm loving these conversations. We're really getting into a lot of uh, great topics, and this is how the flow should be. You should really be able to just find someone to talk to uh, and speaking on those really cheap and or uh, expensive therapists. You need someone to talk Definitely. to, I'm willing to talk to you. So hit me up at theautorabble at gmail.com and uh, yeah. we'll, we'll get some convos going and hopefully I'll yep. be the person you need to talk to. Definitely. Oh, I, I had, had a question for Rebecca. Uh -huh. uh, what is the difference between a psychologist and a therapist? What's the difference between a psychologist and a psychiatrist? Oh, okay. Is that what it is? Psychologist? Is that, yeah, you're asking psychiatrist versus like psychologist. Is those different too? Yes. Okay, Rebecca, I had a question. Yes. What is the difference between a psychologist and a psychiatrist? I'm glad you asked that question just because I have a kind of a strong opinion on that. But I think this is this can be a very in-depth conversation because a psychiatrist, they actually have a medical degree also, which means that they can legally prescribe you medication. The problem with that is... Most of the time when somebody's seeking actual counseling, they need somebody to guide them as we're talking through this process for, you know, I go in and I talk to somebody every week and I really need to get in depth with everything. 
to be honest, a psychiatrist would not be the way to go. Not only do they charge more, but all they're really doing and listening for is they want to diagnose you with something so they know what to prescribe you. It's like, oh, this person keeps bringing up this so I can say they have bad depression or anxiety. Boom, take Prozac. Boom, they'll prescribe that for you. So now they're making not only your hourly, but now they're making money off of prescriptions. Like you fidget, you can't focus, you got ADHD. Right, so I'm going to diagnose you with that. Boom. They problem. are trying to mask the problem. I'm not saying or that. Or just find a problem. Right. That can medically be solved through their drugs. That I'm not prescribe. saying that medication hmm. can't help in some cases for a period of time. The reason why I say that, a period of time. Because if we want to get into the nitty gritty of like depression and anxiety, which a lot of people suffer from, if you deal with the issues that are causing that in your life, and I don't mean just the recent breakup or your manager or you just got fired. It's like I'm talking that dark, ugly cloud that comes our way and makes us not even want to get out of bed. Mm -hmm. That stuff, usually it originates in childhood. It's a way we learn to cope since childhood. A lot of families, you'll also notice when I ask them, tell me about your family. Oh, you know, my mom suffers from depression. Okay, so you learned a lot of your coping from your mother. So you saw her laying around being sad. So that's what you do. It's not, it. people say it's like this disease as if it's something that can't that you can't overcome and i don't like that so the reason i don't like medication sometimes because some for a period i have to keep stressing this point for a period of time to relieve stress when you're dealing with a stressful situation and you're trying to go to counseling and you need the medication because it's a little too much for you at the time that's fine because it's helping relieve symptoms because you're talking about stuff you've probably never talked about before. So your body will, you'll have physiological reactions. The medication can help with that, but you also can wean off of it once you start getting healthier and learning healthier coping mechanisms and you can. And so I don't like to pathologize things. I don't like the diagnosis. You know, I know a couple of counselors, they don't, they will not diagnose you unless you need it for insurance purposes. Insurances will need a diagnosis. I will tell you that right now, but if you're paying cash, you don't need a diagnosis. I don't have to tell you you're, dep oh, you, you uh, suffer from anxiety. You're an anxious person. Boom. I just made you feel like you're a disease. It's like, you're not a disease. Mm. I was like, you know what you do? You have bad days. Just like me. You might have angry outbursts sometimes you might cry you might laugh uncontrollably sometimes these are all symptoms can be symptoms of anxiety let's deal with why you're feeling that way in the moment the triggers that take place don't just reach for a pill that we can get into that again that's another very yeah, heavy topic great. but the psychiatrist they want to see you for about 15 to 20 minutes let me understand what i need to diagnose you with let me give you medication Usually when people are seeing a psychiatrist, they are also seeing a counselor because the counselor is the one that they actually sit and talk with more than the psychiatrist. <laughs> really? Yes, because oh, the counselor geez. cannot prescribe medication. Wow. So in all honesty, I would find a counselor, not a psychiatrist. Don't let them just don't let them pathologize you. Don't let them call you a disease. Don't let them just prescribe you medication. You go to somebody who's genuine, has a good heart, compassionate, who really wants to be there with you through your journey. And if anything, let the counselor that's talking to you 
maybe suggest like an antidepressant to use for a while if if you think it's necessary, which some like I said, for a period of time it might be, and let go to your doctor and let your regular doctor prescribe it for you. The only problem with that that could be is, you know, depending on how many doses, what the milligrams gonna be and all that, it can get a little tricky because then you have to wean off of the medication. It's not something antidepressants are never something you want to just stop taking right away. It will cause a lot of harm to your body if you do. So you have to wean off of it. So get with somebody that can help prescribe it for you and that can help wean you off of it when the time is necessary. But what I'm telling you is a counselor or therapist who's not a psychiatrist, they cannot prescribe you medication. That's not their um, scope of competency. That's what a psychiatrist does. But a psychiatrist is, they're there to diagnose you pretty much. So if I had to pick one or the other, go, I would go to a counselor. Let them help you and help you heal from what you're just agonizing from. The childhood stuff, the wounds that we have that we don't even realize are there. Help you figure out better coping mechanisms that our parents didn't teach us because they didn't know how to mm -hmm. do it. It's just a fact. Definitely. Most people don't know how to do these things. Like, And we have to learn. We have to learn how to love ourselves. We have to learn how to cope with things ourselves. We have to learn this emotional self-regulation. We learn all that stuff. But if nobody teaches it to us, how the hell do we learn it? We have to pick people to teach us. People who want to teach us, good counselors, a good therapist that's going to guide you and teach you those things. Learn them. Don't consider yourself a disease. Don't give in to that, oh, depression runs in my family. That's because nobody in your family wanted to really deal with their shit. Let's get real. Like, and if anybody wants to talk to me about depression, if you don't think that I understand it, whoo, we'll do a whole segment on my depression. <laughs> Trust me, I understand it so, so Ooh, in depth. Like, I, we're talking like wanted to paint my walls black, couldn't get out of bed. You think <laughs> I don't understand that type of pain? Trust me. And it it's something you can get out of, though. You have to want to get out of that, though. These are these are great talking points. I love it. No, this is a great way to mm -hmm. uh, bring around the conversation. Uh, but we'll definitely have to do a part yeah. two about this and get into some Inner uh, child some stuff. great stuff. <laughs> Moral of the story, people: do some research. Always check where you're going and who you want to talk to. But find somebody to talk to if you need to talk. Find somebody who sliding scale. Somebody who's going to be genuine and find and a me. good fit for you. I'll talk or to you. us. Right here. Listen to, <laughs> listen to our podcast. Art of Ravel. The Art of Ravel will help Let's you. Let's plug it. This is your book right here, right, Rebecca? Uh, yeah. Is it still on sale? It is. Oh, so break up or shut up, people. I'm going to plug this Break up quick. or shut up on lulu.com. On lulu.com. <laughs> it's it. called yeah, Break you. Up tell or what it, what is, Shut what's Up. What's it a little about? <laughs> tell us a little bit about it. supposed yeah. to be give a, me a... Give me the synopsis. Well, it's a comic book, first of all, because I like to draw, and I think I can say Beautiful. harsher things, and, you know, it's kind of like Family Guy. You don't take it as harshly because it's a cartoon saying it, so it's a little easier on the psyche, but um, I think it's also just funny because I do have a sense of humor, and I like to laugh, and I want to make other people laugh, and it's one of those things. We all know people that are with somebody and all they do is complain about the person and the relationship. And all we ever sit there and think, why are you still with this person? Let me tell you some of the excuses that I have 
written about. Oh, perfect. You know where exactly where they are. I know exactly. Yeah, it's my book. Damn exactly it. Exactly what page. Let's go to the table of contents. Snap. Blah, blah, blah. I hate my boyfriend and he's so stupid and blah, blah, blah. And we're not talking like once or twice. We're talking years, months of somebody constantly. All they're doing is talking shit, complaining about this one fucking person. You're like, why are you still with him? Because I love him. Okay. Why are you still with him? Oh, because I don't want to be alone. That's a big one that I hear a lot. Why are you still with him? Well, maybe I can change him. Oh, Ooh, man. Laura, we <laughs> all please. hear that. And Bitch, I've, I've done it myself. I'm Teach like, oh, my God. Tricks. I really think I can change these people. You can't. It's very hard to realize that you can't. But guess what that comes from? Our inner child wanting to fix things. It's all mm. inner child related. Or why don't you just break up with him? Because oh, we've been together forever. Oh, my God. We live together. Our bills are intertwined. We have to we live in the same bed. I can't. We can't break up. It's just no. We have a toothbrush holders for both of ours. Okay. <laughs> All excuses. Yes, you can break up because your personal happiness let me tell you in the long run that means more than anything else in the world at this point at this age and all the stuff that i've been dealing with and all the therapy i've been in personally and you know stuff that i've had to realize what i realize is loving myself is the most important thing do i fuck up still all the time do i treat myself badly by making stupid choices on a regular basis all the time but i realize now when i see myself doing it's like stop 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 or it's like, I'll do it, and I'm like, learn from it, redirect it. But Definitely. you have to learn how to do that stuff. You don't just do it naturally. It doesn't just come to you in your dream one night. That's why I say go to therapy. They'll teach you how to, a good therapist will teach you how to deal with that stuff. So you can learn and make mistakes, but then grow from them. But it's something you have to learn how to do. You know, I just hear mm -hmm. people, just stay positive. What the hell does that mean? Just stay positive. <laughs> don't worry, be happy. What the hell does that mean? What does that look like? Yeah. It's like you can't just ignore things either. You have to be happy, but learn that misery can also bring you that happiness mm. if you allow it. You have to, it's, and that's the balance of life. The yin mm. and the struggles, yang, the human the condition. Struggles. Let the bad happen because you'll learn how to deal with it when it does. If you try to push it to the side, all you're doing is pretending like nothing's ever happening negative, and that's not. A, we all know that's not true. And it doesn't make you look stronger if you're sitting there with a goofy grin on your face all the time. My life is perfect. Everything's fine. No, it's not. We're human. Like, whose life is perfect? <laughs> We're all liars. We're all liars. Stop lying to yourself. Stop lying to us. Stop lying yes. to each other. Do you know Don't how, lie. Just you know how many talking. times I go around and people, like, the first thing I notice when people are, and I've done it myself, so I'm not, I'm acknowledging it myself. The first thing I see people doing when they're not feeling good about themselves is let me start boasting about how good my life is and not in a productive, positive way. But it's like you can tell I have friends. Well, I'm going to go out every night this week and I have somebody to hang out with. And why well, I have this going on and then I'm doing this and that. Who are you? Who are you trying to prove something to right now? And I just kind of listen to them and I'm like. This person's not feeling good about themselves right now because they're trying literally mm -hmm. subconsciously trying to tell me what a good person they are and how lovable they are by telling me how great their life is when it's not necessarily that great. And I'm like, why do I need to know about all the friends that you have and all the things you're doing this week? 
you know, if you're like, oh, I'm going to go painting because, you know, I like painting. That's awesome. You're sharing something with me. But what you're trying to prove something to me, that lets me know that you're trying to actually prove something to yourself. We do that. We do stuff like time. that all the time. Subconsciously, we don't realize we're doing it. Mm -hmm. But other people can usually see it or they don't. But we all do it. And it's all them Instagram because we models. don't know how to really love ourselves. I feel sorry for them. Cause they're all up there just posting lives away. Yeah. Like, Oh my God, I'm so great. And it's like, this oh. is a perfect life. Yeah. Because I have, to, I have to, I have to convey that I'm living this great, perfect life oh, so that you like think crazy. that I'm valuable and lovable. That's the bottom line. This is what that. a perfect life looks like. Because we don't know what it's no like to really love ourselves. Life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because loving ourselves doesn't mean our life is perfect. It just means that we understand our own value within ourselves. What is perfection anyways? We don't doesn't know. exist. I'll tell you what perfection doesn't is. Doesn't exist. The perfect way to end this podcast. Awesome. Just like that. Oh. <laughs> that was perfect. That was perfect. Uh, I'd like to thank my studio audience thank today. You. Thank you all. Peanut Gallery was fire. Thank Rebecca for all these amazing talking points. Yeah, real quick, real thank quick. Thank you for go having ahead, me. Go on. ahead and plug, plug all your stuff. Oh, Instagrams, anything you want people to find you on or Email, website? maybe, possibly. I know we got Whoa. that book. Also, your, that, also your thing. The book is uh, Break Up or Shut Up. Again, you can find it on lulu.com. My Instagram is just literally B-A-L-L-A underscore Rebecca because my name is Big Bala, and that doesn't mean money. It means basketball because I love basketball. If anybody wants to play one-on-one -on -one with me, we'll do a podcast on the courts, and, <laughs> I, will, and I will probably whoop your ass. I'm just saying. Oh, shoot. So, oh, Bala, oh, Rebecca, shoot. hit me up. Hit me up, Stephon Curry. Also, uh, what's it called? Uh, Steph tunes. Curry. If somebody wants to sponsor me, I'll go. have my own shoes out someday. Yeah, what about, uh, no, no, no. I was going to say, uh, what was that? That, uh, that program that you were saying? The Project Sisterhood? Yeah, go ahead. Go, yeah. Well, How I'll say that, that real quick um, for any women out there who have been sexually abused or assaulted and they need a group, a support group, or somebody to talk to. It is a free program. It's in Pomona. It's called Project Sisterhood. I don't have the information in front of me, but if you Google it, it will tell you the directions. It, it gives you the phone number. They'll tell you what Definitely. times the groups are. Mm -hmm. Give them a call if you need that help. They will be there for you, and it's free. Yeah, definitely. Reach out to awesome. Rebecca in case you know you yeah, need, you hit need me more up information. If you need more information, or if you need to know of a good counselor, I also know some good counselors. Absolutely. Yes, that's what I mean. Talk to people. Talk to me Talk if you want, but find someone professionally that maybe will help you a little better than I can. <laughs> they're just because they're there, focused on you. Good. It's different than when you talk to your friend because your friend can give you advice. That's mm -hmm. fine. But they're not there to give you advice. They're there to really help reshape the way you think and feel about things, which is a mm. lot different than just, oh, okay, yeah, I get that. No, they do more than that. I know they make fun of it in movies all the time, but a good therapist oh, does more yes. than that. Yeah. Oh, of course. And yeah. it's different than talking to your girlfriend and just, I know he's such an idiot. Oh, my God, girl, leave him. No, 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 no. <laughs> nope. Don't get reassurance. Don't get, get reassured. Challenge your worldviews. Exactly. Definitely. Definitely. Amen. Yes. Alrighty. Well, Amen thanks again, everybody. Hope you all have a great night, and Thank we'll you. Uh, we'll see you in the part two for this discussion, and uh, we'll catch you next episode. Yeah. Alright, bye, everybody. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to this short little bonus content that we've given you. This is uh, sort of like a behind-the-scenes extra, extra 
of all the stuff that we go on and talk about. Obviously, I can't fit everything into an episode, so I try and break it up and make it a little bit easier for you all to talk and discuss about. Always a pleasure to have you uh, with us on The Rabble here, and we hope that you keep listening in and enjoy our contents and our shows. Uh, If you uh, would like to message us, hit us up on our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, wherever you'd like, or direct message us at theartofrabble at gmail.com. Rabble on.